Do we divide that by 20 or do we divide that by 10? I forget how to do averages. I don't know shit about math. No, that can't be right. Divided by two? Wait, how do you do it? <laughs> don't you add, you add together up and then, and then divide, divide it? Oh, by two. Yeah, you're right. Yes, but divide it by two because there's two numbers. Okay, we're okay. definitely cutting this part out. <laughs> it might be cute. Oh, On this podcast, we share our experiences with the energetic practices that have changed our lives. Our mission is to encourage you to explore and experiment on your healing journey to find what works best for you. Thanks for listening. And now for the show. Are we ready for episode two? Let's do this. Okay. Hey, look at that. She said, let's do this. Okay. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So welcome to today's episode of Is This Shit Legit? Is This Shit Legit? With me, Heather, and... I'm Carrie Ann. There we go. And today, the topic, drumroll please, (laughs) is human design. Human design! This is a very exciting one because we are joined by Heather, who is a human design uh aficionado what do we call you yeah human design guide expert whatever certified human design consultant if we're going to be legit (laughs) because we are legit this is a very legit podcast yeah so yeah so heather is going to share all of her knowledge about the ways that human design has maybe changed her life i will share some of the things that has how it has helped change my life as well as like you know what is it yeah so (laughs) To begin, what the hell is human design? I'm sure a lot of people have already heard about it, but maybe aren't really sure what it is and you know, what it means. I kind of was in the realm of like, yeah, everybody knows about it because it's super fun and cool. And the more I talk about it, the more I get the response. People are like, what is that? Uh, <laughs> I, I really, yeah, that. I feel like people know about it. And then when I talk about it, people are like, I've never heard of that. So, so yeah, it's a beautiful episode. Too. So This is your intro to human design. And after you hear this, you can go check it out for yourself or even get a reading by me. I love that. Yeah, (laughs) Heather does readings. So basically human design is this esoteric system that's a synthesis of four other ancient traditions. Okay, what does esoteric mean? So esoteric- lay people like me out there. (laughs) I actually looked it up today. Esoteric is something that only a small amount of people will likely be introduced to because it requires a specified knowledge. That is a word. Wow. Yeah. That is a really specific definition for a word. Yeah. So it's by definition, something that not a lot of people are going to know about because it requires a lot of specified knowledge Mm -hmm. in order to like really understand it. Okay, cool. All right. So So human design is one of those practices. Yeah. So, well, it's based off of four of these practices that are combined together to create this one system. Okay. So the four practices are, we start with the Hindu Brahmin tradition. And in human design, we have this, what's called a body graph. And this is your energetic blueprint. Mm -hmm. And inside of it, we have centers. And these centers come from the Hindu Brahmin tradition of the chakra system. So these are energy centers within us. Okay, so we want to go through really quick, like what chakras are, just in case no one's ever heard of them. Oh, sure. Okay, so chakras are 
wheels. That's actually the definition of a chakra. Mm -hmm. These are these spinning vortexes of energy within each of us. And we have many of them throughout our bodies. Human design focuses on nine of them. And these are places where energy is flowing inside of us and they can become unbalanced. They can become blocked. But the point is that we all have them. They're energetic centers in our body where energy is flowing Mm -hmm. between them. If anyone's ever seen like those yoga pictures where it's like the silhouette of a person sitting like crisscross applesauce and there's like colored dots going up there, like the middle of their body, that's representing the chakras. Yes. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So those are the centers in the human design system. So next we have the Kabbalah tree of life. Mm Mm-hmm. And what human design takes from that are in the Kabbalah tree of life, there's these channels running between different parts of that in order to show where energy is flowing. Mm-hmm. So the same in human design, um, these channels that run between the centers show where energy is flowing between the centers. Okay. So next we have the I Ching, which is the Chinese book of changes and it's basically like a book of proverbs okay Uh, lots of everything yeah so it's these 64 archetypes of behavior and these are then recognized as 64 genetic traits that are found in humans so the gates in human design are based off of these 64 hexagrams in the I Ching and then the Final, fourth and final system that makes up the human design mm-hmm. is Western astrology. So just like in Western astrology, you take your date, time of birth, and location, and you use put them into a system, calculates, and it lets you know where you were in Relation to the planets of the solar system mm-hmm. at the moment of your birth. And then based on that, we have these gates that are then called defined or activated. Uh-huh. And then everything is built off of that. So wherever we have two gates in the system from opposing centers coming together, it forms a channel. And wherever we have a channel, the centers on either side are defined. And then whatever centers we have defined will then determine our energy type and our authority. This sounds like a really complicated board game. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like like there's all these different rules. And it's like, and if you're here with this thing, then you can do these things or whatever. But if it doesn't have that one aspect, then you have to wait. And like, you know, like, you know what I'm talking about? Those word games that have like a kabillion rules. And yeah. you're like, I don't know what's happening. Yeah, <laughs> it is extremely complex, which is why I spent two years studying it mm-hmm. under a mentor. Why people like can pull up their chart and be like, what the hell am I looking at? Yeah, I don't know if anyone's ever seen a human design chart is it called a body graph or what, what yeah you can call it a chart a yeah. body graph it's overwhelming especially yeah. if you've never heard of human design you're like oh I'm just gonna look up my human design and then you see that and you're like I don't know what just happened yeah <laughs> what the hell am I looking at <laughs> so that's why I gave you a basic rundown of what it is you're looking at 
if you choose to go down that path and look it up yourself. Mm -hmm. But that's also why having a reader is really helpful to help you make sense of it. This isn't something, because I think like with Western astrology, right? Like a lot of that people will just dabble in themselves, right? And you can find the information on the internet and be like, sure. Yeah. Let me like figure that out or whatever. I'm an Aquarius. And that means that I am flighty or whatever. But this is, it can, I would definitely recommend that human design is one of those things you really want to walk with someone through this process of learning about yourself. Yeah. Highly recommended. So when I was first introduced to it, I went home, I bought all these books. I Mm -hmm. studied it on my own for like three years and yeah, I started to get a basic understanding of certain things, but it wasn't until I had a reading that it like all came together and I was like, oh, now it makes sense. (laughs) This makes more sense. So even just like studying it on my own from reading the books, I couldn't, I could not like piece it all together. Mm -hmm. Like it takes some dedicated like tutelage. (laughs) Tutelage. (laughs) Tutelage to get down. Cool. Okay. Sorry. I probably derailed you from your notes. What's next? That's all right. So I was going to give a little background, like history on like how this system came about. Yeah. Let's dig in. So this was actually channeled. This system was channeled by a Canadian advertising executive. (laughs) Off to a great start. Yeah. (laughs) This came from marketing. (laughs) Who moved to Ibiza, Spain. And while there on that island, he was like struck by I don't know like what what you call this when yeah something comes over you and you're for a week straight downloading massive amounts of information and like scribbling them as fast as you can yeah I don't know that's never happened to me so I can't me either have a word for it yeah so he had that experience Uh uh-huh and then afterwards kind of went mad because no he was not on drugs it was just like too much for his system right so he disappeared for a little bit came back he even like tried to destroy it oh really because he was like this is too much i don't think the world's ready i don't know what this all this means and then after a while he integrated the teachings into his system into his body Mm -hmm. and then began to teach it this was, I think, back in 1987. Uh-huh. Hey, that's the year I was born. What? That's exciting. And from there, it's just expanded. So the mentor whom I learned under was one of his original students. Oh, cool. So you're like yeah. connected to the center. Chitan Parkin. Very Six interesting. of Chitan Parkin. <laughs> but the, um, the... Uh, author, the one who downloaded the information, goes by the name of Ra Uruhu. You know, because okay. you got to pick a new name. That's that's a Canadian have... advertising exec for sure. Once you have not many Canadians named that. <laughs> Once you have an experience like that, you got to pick a new name for sure. For sure. Did this happen in February? I'm stuck on the fact that it's the year I was born. Was I the portal? Oh that, like, shit! That brought this led through the all world? this information. I have no idea. I have I no wonder. idea. Anyway, sorry. So yeah, fascinating history and background you know, do with that what you will. Mm-hmm. Okay, now tell me the Canadian advertising exec's name again. Ra something. Oh, so I believe his original name was Robert Krakauer. Okay. His um, chosen name was Ra Uruhu. Ra Uruhu. So he's the founder of Human Design. Yeah. The, 
the I don't want to say creator, but the like author, the conduit. The conduit. Or... Yes. Yeah. So that's that story. Okay. So I'm assuming he did not go back into advertising after this. No. Okay. No. No. From there, he just went about the world teaching. Is he alive? No, he is no longer with us. Okay. But his teachings are cool. And I know it sounds like a total crackpot kind of story. Like, <laughs> and you want me to believe that and base At my what life. What time are we drinking the Kool Aid? <laughs> yeah, base my life decisions off of all that. That's yeah. like a bunch of BS. This guy went to Ibiza and he got really high. <laughs> <laughs> I know it sounds kind of crazy until until you begin to experiment with it, and that's what it was always intended to be an experiment and he even says like this is not a system of belief it Mm -hmm. requires you to believe nothing it's just information that if you apply it to your life you will notice massive shifts Mm -hmm. and feel like you're living in alignment with your purpose your destiny by saying it requires you to believe nothing like i'm assuming we're talking about like religion right correct it requires you not to have to like go to church and subscribe to a certain god or whatever institute you know that you would go to to worship something or anything it's none of the like have faith in these like higher beings necessarily correct yeah okay Okay. yep yep the premise behind it is that you know we are all hardwired in a particular way with the geometry of the universe Mm -hmm. sure and we are on a path of destiny and if we follow the system according to what it says about us as individuals then we will be living in line with our intended path it's interesting because the way the system structures itself is there's five different energy types Mm -hmm. depending on what your energy type is you have a specific strategy for engaging with life and even if you that's all the further you went Uh uh-huh in the system if you didn't know anything else that would be probably enough yeah so that's like the projector thing right yeah the projector generator thing yep yeah okay yeah because so. to me as someone who is not hasn't had the tutelage yeah of human design but dabbles in learning it from you to me I equate that kind of to like the zodiac signs I know it's not it's not a one-to-one but like when I'm explaining it to someone who people are like what is human design I'm like it's kind of like the zodiac it's like you each have like these little like categories that different people fall into just like Aquarius or Sagittarius or Capricorn and like that can tell you things about your personality yeah and so that's to me like the well do we I might be jumping ahead do we want to talk about what those different energy types are sure so yeah saying words that people maybe have never heard of okay. okay so we've got spoiling a giant spoiler right over here we've got generators that mm-hmm. makes up 37 percent of the world's population then we have manifesting generators that's 33 mm-hmm. percent of the world's population then we have projectors okay 20 percent Mani- yeah that's you manifestors 10 percent and then uh reflectors which is less than 1%. It's very rare. So what differentiates these types is what centers you have defined in your body graph. So mm-hmm. for generators and manifesting generators, they have their sacral center defined. Okay. 
And so this is going back to like the chakra thing, right? This is going back to the chakra thing. Okay. And the sacral center is the center for vitality, sexuality, creativity. So it's this like motor center that has no off switch. It's just this like regenerative motor inside of your body giving you energy like to, a swiss watch yes to yeah exactly that's a great analogy thank you to go out and work so generators manifesting generators people with sacral energy are meant to work they're here to do work mm-hmm. but the caveat is it has to be work that they love that they enjoy doing otherwise they will find burnout <laughs> Right. Okay. Giving their energy to something that's not replenishing them. Right. Okay. So that was generators. Generators and manifesting generators. Okay. Yeah. So they're and that's like most people. Most people, seventy percent of the population. Okay. So then we have projectors and projectors. They are more defined by what they don't have activated <laughs> in their charts. Um, hipsters of human yeah, design. The hipsters of human design. Exactly. I've never heard of it. <laughs> so they don't have sacral, and then they don't have what a manifester would have, which would be the throat connected to a motor center. Okay. And motor then, centers are the bottom. So chakras. the motor, yeah, the motor centers are the emotion center, the or solar plexus, depending on like who taught you human design, Mm -hmm. the sacral center, the root center, and then the heart center. Okay. Those are, and that's like things below your neck, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. And then projectors. So they, because they don't have that like energy, the sacral energy inside of them, like giving them gobs of energy to like constantly Mm -hmm. move off of, they are here to be like managers. Okay. The overseers. They their gift is to be able to see into people and situations in a way where they can see how things can get done in the most efficient manner. Mm-hmm. Okay. They don't have energy to burn. Yeah. <laughs> so they're the masters of efficiency and like organizational type of um, management. Right, right. So what's a manifester? So then manifestors are going to have their throat center defined. And that's going to be connected to one of the motor centers, except the sacral. It can't because they sacral. don't have sacral, right? Because they don't have Only sacral generators. So it could be yeah. So it could be their heart center. It could be their emotion or solar plexus center, or it could be their root center that they have a throat connection to. So manifestors are here to. They are here to like envision something. And then make it happen. So they're like these visionaries mm-hmm. who go out and initiate action in the world. They're the one type that does not rely on any of the other types in order to be like take action and be uh, a part of something. They just go out and start, they initiate and That's they're cool. not meant to like see things through to the end. That's when they pass it off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're projector and generator people. Right. They're the people who start businesses and then sell them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) I remember when I was first learning about human design, someone was giving like the list of like famous people that were, you know, in different categories. And I remember for manifestors, 
they were like giving a bunch of authors it was like people who created different worlds like jr tolkien oh, jrr tolkien amazing. whatever yeah. yeah it was like there's a lot of authors out there who created different worlds that we that are manifestors which makes sense like, yeah that they're the ones who have like a vision of something new that doesn't exist yet and then yeah. create it you know so they're basically the catalysts mm-hmm. the catalyzers who get the ball rolling get things started and then they pass it off and then finally we have um, reflectors and their role is quality control basically quality control so they're the inspectors of the earth yeah they don't have any centers defined so if you look at their chart it's like completely white okay meaning that they don't have any like one way of generating energy and just so i'm clear the centers defined is what you're talking about two channels going between two different centers like yeah. if both centers have like an aligned ch- uh something that the gates a channel yeah form a channel and the that'll centers are activate things yeah so they don't have anything activated because they don't have any like they matching no channels matching gates and no yeah. channels no their, gates. their gates are like you know they have them everybody has gates but none of them align between two different centers mm-hmm. forming a channel so. so it's kind of like puzzle pieces but they're like yeah. they don't have any of the puzzle pieces that match up exactly okay exactly so because they're so rare of course they're like you know the special gift and if you know a reflector like you're really lucky because they're so rare and i have we know too yes exactly yeah it's just like so cool yeah to get to experience being in the energy of a reflector Mm -hmm. because literally they're reflecting you back to yourself oh that's fun to think yeah (laughs) because i really like the projectors i know reflectors reflectors i know yeah Yeah. that's the rundown on the types. So each of these types, sorry, I forgot the manifesting generator. That's actually what I am. Did we talk about that? So the manifesting generator will have the sacral to the throat. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. okay. That makes sense. So manifestors connect to anything but the sacral. Yeah. Generators have their sacral defined. And then manifesting generator has the throat and the sacral okay yeah yeah a very special puzzle piece yeah so similar manifesting generators operate very similar to generators except they have also some of the manifestor qualities of they can initiate off the back of their strategy which is a gut response Mm -hmm. so then we'll get into the strategy each type has a strategy for sacral beings, for people that are generators, are manifesting generators, it's a it's a gut response. Like mm-hmm. that is gonna tell you, like, yes or no. Do I make this choice? Do I go with this thing? Do I not? Because your sacral is informing you of what you have the energy mm-hmm. to invest in at that moment. So it's a you're meant to live in a moment by moment response to life. So why don't we talk about the ways that you can apply this because I think we've talked a lot about like what it can mean like you know who you might be or the way that you operate but like how how do you take that and apply it to to your world yeah by living out your strategy okay what's my strategy not my strategy but let's talk about that yeah so for for sacral beings generators manifesting generators it's your gut response it's like learning how to tune into your own body and the signals Mm -hmm. that it's giving you and in this like current world we live in, mm-hmm. we're all so disconnected from our bodies and live in our brains. Mm-hmm. 
And so the beauty of this is that it's teaching us to reconnect into, into our bodies and to yeah, like yeah. the, in human design, the body is called the vehicle and the mind is called the passenger. So the passenger is supposed to just like get in, buckle up and go for the ride. Right. <laughs> That's funny. Who's the driver? What's the driver? <laughs> There's no one driving this car. We already have figured out self-driving cars. Your strategy so. is okay. like your driver. Okay. Your strategy. Isn't that fascinating? Okay. So my gut response is, is, drive, is guiding me. For you as a projector, your strategy is to wait to right? wait for an invitation wait for an invitation and what does an invitation look like it looks like being acknowledged for the things that you're good at by other people mm-hmm. because you don't have energy to waste and so by waiting to be acknowledged for things that's your invitation of someone saying like i recognize your contributions and i think you would be a great fit for this role mm-hmm. and then off the back of that invitation you are free to then manage right all the sacral energy right and kind of like flow and guide it and you live off of that energy like you're absorbing it reflecting it amplifying it like mm-hmm. that's what keeps you going right and then when that invitation is over you'll notice it because the energy is no longer flowing and you're like uh what's going on here yeah, that's interesting. I'm just thinking about the last job I left when you like that. What was the last thing you said when that like invitation is no longer there? Yeah, when it expires. Yeah, yeah. And you just like feel where you're like, okay, okay. <laughs> I think we're finished here. It's yeah. time for me to move on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's your driver. Mm-hmm. That acknowledgement that you receive from other people letting you know, like, hey, I see you and your work is going to be appreciated and you're not going to feel bitter <laughs> because you've put in all this effort and nobody recognizes it right yeah what about the other ones okay so for manifestors their strategy is to inform because they just want to go out and do shit they don't want anyone getting in their way and if somebody gets in their way and tries to stop them they get very angry mm-hmm. because they're like you don't understand what i'm trying to do here just let me do my thing right yeah yeah they're visionary they're visionary they've got the idea and so by informing what they're doing is they're creating like this energetic agreement with the people around them that they are going to have an impact on whatever they do will impact those other people and so they need to let people know like hey this is what i'm up to right yeah yeah and not, they're not getting permission. They're not saying, may I please? They're just saying, this is my plan. So it's almost like communication is is key for communication manifestors. Communication is key. Like specifically for them to be able to not have people get in their way. Yeah. Sense. And yeah. not block them from achieving their impact. Because mm-hmm. they're here to make an impact. And then for reflectors, their strategy is to wait. This one's a funny one. It's to wait a 28 day yeah. lunar cycle. <laughs> so it's uh, because they have no defined centers, no one specific way of engaging with life. Mm-hmm. They really need time yeah. to weigh their options to like 
ask other people, basically do their research. And the our reflector friend that I've talked to about this, she's like, I have found this to be so true and reliable for me. Mm-hmm. I cannot be rushed on these decisions. And when I actually do wait that full month, by the end of the month, I just know. You just arrive at this knowing. Interesting. Yeah, that sounds like torture to me. I don't think I could wait that long. Yeah. I'm not a reflector, so I don't think I have to. That's still like every decision I made. Yeah. Well, it's not every decision. Big big decisions like, okay, what car do I buy? Where do I move? What Mm -hmm. job do I take? You know, like, yeah, yeah. Big decisions, you know, you, if you follow that strategy of actually waiting it out and doing your research in that time, you will at the end of that just arrive at a knowing so those are the drivers of the vehicle did we talk about generators yeah generators manifesting generators it's their sacral it's the same yeah is it the gut it's the gut response okay yep so they have the same one yep so it's like follow your gut yeah that gut yeah wait for the invitation so follow your gut wait for an invitation and acknowledgement or wait 28 days or inform people talk about what you're doing so that's the, that's the, those are the drivers. Nitty gritty. That's okay. the nitty gritty. Okay. So I know I've done a reading with you. What was it? A year ago? Was it year? that long ago? Oh my God. Really? So, uh, okay. and you anyway. were familiar with it. Yes. Previous to that. Yes. Oh my God, it was. Yeah. Oh, so I'm going to quickly. Curious, like <laughs> what impact has it had on your life? And would you say it's legit? What I say, it's legit. Well, let's see. Uh, it's had a big impact on my life. I definitely, so the way I got introduced into human design was through a different group. It wasn't through Heather. It was a coaching group, coaching group that I was a part of. And she brought in a human design reader who came mm-hmm. in and did similar to what we're doing on the show right now. Just like, hey, here's what human design is. I'm talking about it. And so through that, I found out myself, I was a projector, you know, should we all like brought our, because you can look it up online, by the way, if you're curious about what your human design is, you can like type in your birthday and location and stuff and it'll, a website will generate it for you. Yeah, you can actually do it on my website. Oh, look at that. We'll put it a website. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So just like your astrology, like you can look it up online to be like, oh, I'm a projector or I'm a manifesting generator. You can figure all that out. But like we've said too, like it's, it's very overwhelming when you get the result and you're like, I don't know what all of this says. So yeah. the readers help make sense of that. Anyway, so that was my introduction to it was the overwhelming part where I was like, I'm a projector and I don't really know what that means. But the things that I remember from her is that she was saying projectors need to be acknowledged and that when they're working outside of the, what is it called? The like shadow something or those like, what is bitterness is what I'm going for. What's that thing called? Like my not self. Your not self. Yeah. When you're working in opposition with your human design when you're like working against it and not listening to your body and things there's a certain types of feelings that come up for each different one is how it's explained to me feeling themes yeah Yeah. and bitterness is the one for projectors and those two things where I was like this human design thing is on to something because I definitely thrive off getting acknowledgement from other people and I definitely get real bitter like that's definitely somewhere that I like live frequently like if I'm annoyed with someone or a situation or you know when things are not going well like bitterness is definitely the emotion that I tap into 
So I was like, okay, I'm going to need to know more. <laughs> and that is when a few months later, I met Heather and she did readings. And so I got a reading and it was super enlightening. She obviously went way deeper into it than just like, you can keep better. <laughs> she was like, I already know that. <laughs> so I think one of the things about getting a reading is how validating it is. And I've heard lots of people say this is like, when you get a reading, you're like, yeah, that's absolutely like who I am. And that like absolutely is the experiences I've had. And they make so much more sense now. I feel less crazy. I feel less like I'm broken. You know, like a lot of times you can be like, why is everyone else feeling this way? And I don't feel the same way. Like, why is yeah. everyone else functioning in that way? And it just doesn't make sense to me. And human design gives you that answer. Of like, why is it different for me is because you like you operate differently, but everyone operates differently. It's like each of us, first of all, when you think everyone else is doing things really easily, they're not, they're all struggling too. That's yeah. the secret is that we're all trying to figure this shit out. But even still, even as I give you that answer, it gives you that permission to know that like, because I work differently, like maybe this is really easy for Heather because this is like, you know, where she's supposed to be working. And I'm someone who needs to like be waiting for an invitation or needing that acknowledgement. Like this isn't where I'm supposed to thrive. It's where Heather's supposed to thrive, if that makes sense. And human yeah. design gives you that permission to not need to be the best, to not need to be on par with everyone else in it every aspect. Out, it takes out the competition yeah. aspect. If we look at society right now, it's so homogenized. Like we've got this structure where we all go through the same schooling and then we are expected after school to like get a nine to five job and then mm -hmm. get married and then have kids. And then we've got this cookie cutter track yeah. for life. Everyone's supposed to do the same thing. Yep. From the time we're born until the time we die laid out for us. Mm -hmm. And for like, that's just the societal expectation of yeah. how we will live. But for a lot of people that, that doesn't fit for them. It's not actually correct. And so they're left wondering, like, what's wrong with me? Why don't I want these things that I'm supposed to want? Exactly. You said it so much better than I did. <laughs> you got there so much cleaner. <laughs> See, this is like why we're different, right? She's got it. So I've been studying this for a year. Yeah. But the, the purpose behind it is to like let you know how you're individuated, how you operate as an individual amongst the collective mm -hmm. and that we all have a very specific role to play and a way that we're meant to plug into the collective and if we follow our own unique path to get there mm -hmm. it will be so much more fulfilling yeah that's the point <laughs> so in the year you asked me like how it's affected me you might yeah. reading how that's affected me and I would say in the last year one of the things that I've gotten a lot better with and I was just talking to you about this earlier today yeah. is resting yeah. like I've always been a big rester a big proponent of like humans are not supposed to go 100% all the time we need to be sleeping we need to be napping we need to be resting but even finding that balance of like when I'm working, incorporating rest into that work and taking frequent breaks, like that's something that I've been looking at a lot more since learning that I was a projector and I don't have endless amounts of energy and they don't regenerate is like one of the greatest things that I think I've been working on is not beating myself up about it because it's mm -hmm. one thing to rest. It's another thing to rest without guilt because it's yeah. like, it's not very restful if you're like, oh, I should be doing these other things, you know, yeah. like and so that's been really helpful over the last year is like, I'm allowed to take a nap right now, or I'm allowed to just not think about work right now. Like I don't have it in my energy, like my bandwidth. I've met my quota. 
and I felt the results of that. I felt like much more at peace mm. with where I am. I'm starting to appreciate my life a lot more. I'm starting to see like the little things that I really love about my life and mm. recognizing those rather than just like having my blinders on and like skirting right past those and focusing on all the things that we want to improve and all the goals yeah. that I want to achieve. I'm like able to stop and look around and like really love the things like love where I currently am. I love that. I love that. So projectors are so conditioned by society to act as generators because they don't know that they're different. Mm -hmm. I mean, they do deep down inside. Right. But they think there's something wrong (laughs) with them. Yeah, they think they're broken. They're like, okay, I guess I have to do those things I hate. (laughs) But so they're out there working their asses off, trying to compete with people who have way more energy and Mm -hmm. who are meant to be actually doing more work right yeah yeah it's not equal it's not supposed to be equal it's supposed to be I'm supposed to delegate to other people yeah exactly you're supposed to be the one yeah seeing what needs to be done and then delegating it to other people to do Mm -hmm. that's your role yeah not I was a manager for a few years (laughs) yeah not to be the one doing all the work Mm -hmm. that's Carrie's take on how Human design has changed her life and the impact that it's had on her. Similarly, it's impacted me a ton. Like, I would say it's changed the complete trajectory of my life. Mm-hmm. Then again, I've been working with it probably seven years. And yeah. so, well, and this is interesting too, because for me, how it changes my life is just like the ways that I'm applying it into my own personality. Yeah. For you, you've integrated it into like, your business right yeah you've, like our, you've started a company about it you know yeah those are two different perspectives so I'd love to hear how it has changed your life yeah so learning how to live off of my sacral response versus like blindly following other people's ideas for what I'm meant to do mm-hmm. has completely shifted everything because it turns out what I'm meant to do only I know. Right. <laughs> Nobody else can tell you what to do. No, I love that energy. Yeah. You don't know. But growing up, you know, in in this world, like we all have, you know, under other people's guidelines, I was I was on that path of mm-hmm. like, okay, go to college, get married, have kids, buy the house, do the whole thing. And I was, I did that. And I'm not to say any of that was incorrect or wrong or that I didn't want it I it was all great and that's what I was meant to do then but my life has completely shifted in a whole new way that I never would have guessed since like integrating my human design learning how to connect with my sacral I ended up leaving my marriage I ended up leaving the business that I had with my partner right I ended up starting my own business yeah. Because after getting my first human design reading, I had it with the, the man who ended up mentoring me, Cheetan mm-hmm. Parkin. And um, immediately after the reading, I was like, when do I, where do I sign up for your training? I want to learn how to do this. Like yeah. I'm supposed to listen to my sacral. That's what it's so telling me. Your gut, your gut said like, this needs to be explored. Yeah. And then one thing led to the next, to the next, to the next. And I learned how to live and a moment by moment response to life. Mm-hmm. And that's full of surprises, let me tell you. Yeah, like, I imagine. 
you can you can make your plans but hold them loosely yeah <laughs> because it's going to take you places you never would have guessed like where 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 have you gone that you're like how in the world is this my life yeah so I didn't imagine that at 45 I would be completely starting over from scratch like going through um, a divorce um, my youngest child just graduated high school. I'm about to be an empty nester. Mm-hmm. Uh, starting my own business. Yeah. Um, I'm like, what year? Two of it. <laughs> like, just everything is shifted. You know, I had this whole like plan laid out for me with my previous partner of like, well, this is this is the work we do. Sure. This is our retirement plan. This is what, you know, everything was already decided. Yeah. And while all of that sounded really lovely, it wasn't the path that I was meant to go down. Mm-hmm. And I feel that so deeply inside of me. And there are parts of me that like really do grieve for sure what could have been. Mm-hmm. But also I'm super excited about like, all the possibilities of I don't even know what could be. Yeah, who knows what's coming. Yeah. It's important to recognize that, like, we're allowed to grieve all the different lives that we could have had, you know? Like, we yeah. don't have to. Like, like the, I think society sets us up to believe that there's very right and wrong. Like, we all should be doing the same things. And, like, if you didn't do that, you've done it incorrectly. You've missed your chance. And all of these different, like, very finite black and white rules that were taught and grieving something that you could have done isn't a bad thing and it's okay that you don't want to do it anymore and it's okay that you had plans to do it now but like you can still grieve the life that you left yeah that makes sense message from me to you and and the (laughs) listeners yeah it's been a whole journey Mm -hmm. of like okay this is this is where I feel so deeply that my life is leading me without anybody else's input mm-hmm. like this is what I'm choosing for myself yeah and to get to do that like how many people actually conscientiously make that choice yeah to live life solely on their terms not many and it's so goddamn freeing yeah and terrifying all at once but that's what I'm here for and I'm God willing, like here to help as many people as I can do the same thing. Sure. Yeah. I know that's a big facet of you often talk about not having to do anything you don't want to. Yeah. I love that idea. <laughs> yeah. But of like figuring out the ways that you work so that you can like manipulate your life into a way that like you can take care of yourself while doing the things that you want to be doing yeah instead of you trying to fit yourself into this system you get to create a system that works for you love that love that beautiful okay so that's the premise on human design and now for the legit ratings okay we've got our legit ratings okay so we didn't talk about this in the first episode because we didn't know we were going to do it in the first episode yeah but our plan is that i'll give you my rating on how much this system has changed affected my life in some way heather will give you hers and then what we can average it together to give an official show rating yeah okay that's good so is this shit legit carrie's rating on human design 
is I'm going to say seven and a half out of 10. Okay. For me, it's changed my life a lot. It has given me a lot more tools and insight into how I function. And I've definitely found more inner peace after, after getting to human design. Fascinating. Amazing. Yeah. Like I'm, that's awesome. Thank you. I'm obviously going to rate it a 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10, hundo person. Because like, <laughs> I'm really all in on it. You know, I have like hook, line and sinker bought into it and yeah. teach it and create a whole business out of it. She's biased. I'm so biased. <laughs> and she's doing the math now. I am doing the math. <laughs> what is the average? Seven and a half plus 10 is 17.5. We divide that by two. That gives human design an is this shit legit rating of 8.75 out of 10. It's pretty effing high. I mean, it's our first one, so we don't know how it's going to stack up to the other ones. But I'd say 8.75 is is quite a legit rating. Yeah. 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 So there you have it. There's our episode for today. Let us know any questions you have. You can always DM us at carrie.m and at highvibeheather. We'll put it all in the show notes. But please, if you have questions or comments or feedback, send them our way. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll also include in the show notes, if you're interested in a reading, how you can contact me to get one. Mm -hmm. As someone who's had a reading from Heather, she's amazing. I've known many people who have gotten readings from Heather. They've all said the same thing. They've all walked out of there being like, holy crap, that was incredible. So I definitely recommend it. Get a reading from High Vibe Heather. Well, you can see it all in the show notes. Thank you, Carrie. appreciate that. Thank you all for listening. We appreciate you being here and we'll see you next time. Yeah. And if you enjoyed the show, please give us a five-star rating. Yeah. We would love to hear your feedback. Please, 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 please. Yeah, the internet gods like it when people interact with the show in that way. So if you want to hear more of it, that helps us give you more of it. Yep. Thank you. See you next time.